Hey, my friends, it's Nate Short, and welcome to a special episode of Run Your Business Like a Business, a podcast where we explore better ways of how to run your real estate business more like a real business and at the same time have a life outside real estate. Hey, I'm your host, Nate Short, and I'm honored to be your high-performance coach today with this episode. And I've spent the last 20 years working as a top-performing realtor, while at the same time studying business strategy, human psychology, and really deep diving into how to help real estate agents be better at their craft. And I created ROS, which stands for the Rib Lab Operating System, an acronym for Run Your Business Like a Business, to explore and educate agents about topics such as creating a vision and goals for your business building your team, improving your systems, improving productivity, creating accountability, and really challenging yourself to up your game and make an impact. My goal, inspired by my own personal journey, is to help real estate agents create dynamic, fun, profitable real estate businesses while at the same time having amazing life balance, energy, and passion for living your best life. And so if that's what you're looking for, that's what we're doing here today. And just as a reminder, if you want to go to another level of development, both personally and professionally, be sure to check out our coaching programs at fitforgrowth.com, where we believe that coaching is the key to achieving your goals and living your best life. And the best part is it's science-based, so we know it works. Because it's time to level up, my friends. It's time to take your life back. It's time to find that focus and that confidence and that vibrancy again. And I'd love to be your coach into fuller levels of high performance. Now, without further delay, let's jump into today's episode. like to welcome you to today's podcast. I'm super excited to have a very special guest on the show with me today. And her name is Artemis Limpert. And just uh, talk a little bit about Ar- Artemis and I. So we've had a very unique relationship actually over the last couple of years because we met at uh, the High Performance Coaching Certification, uh, which was a couple of years ago down in Scottsdale, Arizona. And literally for the last two and a half years, we have been meeting along with a couple of other people in a mastermind group, a small, intimate mastermind group, uh, and talking about our lives, talking about coaching, talking about how we can be better and kind of moving through you know, the pandemic. I mean, we didn't even know when we got certified that that was going to happen, but I think that brought us cl- the group of, you know, closer together. And it's been, you know, if you haven't been in a mastermind group, boy, they're so powerful. And I would really highly recommend trying to put together, you know, people that are going to level you up. They're going to bring you up, right? From an attitude standpoint, but also they're going to help you increase your knowledge, give you ideas that you just yourself can't see. And so for me, that's a lot of what that group has been about. But uh, yeah, but a, a little bit about Artemis, you know, she uh, has been in the top 1% of the top 1% at New Skin. Uh, so a very, very high level uh, where she also is coaching, you know, a lot within the within the company and coached other companies as well, because all the success that she had there, which if you're not familiar with New Skin, you know, one of the largest companies that does what wellness and kind of overall beauty and, 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 and those kinds of things. It's a very big company. And, um, and you have a very interesting background. I mean, not only have you done that, but you've been a body for life ch- grand champion for the entire world. And you've worked with Tony Robbins 
And uh, so it's just a real a pleasure to have you on the show. And I think this is just such a neat thing for us to do today because, you know, we have been working together, but we have also, um, you know, I think this will be interesting for people to listen to because we're going to be talking, I think, about some really pertinent kind of interesting topics that are at the top of people's minds right now as we, you know, are transitioning out of COVID and, and people are, you know, feeling maybe a little bit you know, uneasy about things, what's going on in the, you know, the war and Ukraine and, and what's happening with the economy. And we're on the verge of this potential recession and interest rates are rising. I know the real estate world, you know, the, the, the mortgage people are feeling a little uh, uneasy right now because these interest rates have risen so much. And there, I, I just heard today actually that the interest um, or the loan applications are at a 22 year low. So, so, so things are transitioning, but, you know, I think for one of the things this mastermind group did for me was it kept my brain in the right place, like my mindset, because as we had, we're moving through COVID, you know, so so anyway, helping us, uh, I think for all of us, it helped us uh, be accountable to our greatness. You know, it's easy during transition times to question and to hold back. I think the four of us together, it just was a powerful place to keep saying, hey, each one of us could see the, you know, to go keep your eye on the, on the going forward. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was really, really powerful and, st- and still is, but um, thanks for being on the, the podcast with me today, Artemis. It's real, I'm uh, real it's honored to pleasure. have you here. So. Well, I don't know what people realize because one of the fun things about watching Nate in this last two and a half years was he was moving into it as well as being a top performer in real estate. He'd become certified in this amazing process of high performance, which means sort of instead of just being like a one act wonder, you know, being able to do something one time versus being able to be a continuous performer. And I know that that's um, the difference in that. But I've watched you reinvent excellence in several areas. In fact, Nate is about to release his first book. So you guys should keep your eyes open. But becoming a high performance coach, becoming a team coach, um, building excellence in several processes that are kind of between business coaching and personal coaching, where those two places meet for people. And I think that's where there's a hungry place because people are wanting their business life to be more meaningful. That's what I've watched. And that's why people are, you know, I think having to work from home in this last couple of years awakened people to having more options of how they want to work so it's quite fascinating that the whole work environment is shifting yeah absolutely yeah it really is and and that a lot of what i've you know how, how i've just grown as a person is because of the, you and this group so that yeah. those ideas that i've gotten wouldn't have come necessarily on their own right or they would have taken a lot longer well <laughs> if you're a business person and you're needing to you know uh see things and uh see the process of things and then kind of know how to put it together. Nate has a brilliance in this area. And I don't even know, Nate, if you realize that the ease that you have, you have a a real brilliance in that. So I want to just say to your audience that if you're kind of trying to see things and see the whole picture and kind of map it out and then be able to know what the skills are that you need to really focus on, Nate is a guy you got to get with. Yeah. That's well, thanks. Yeah. And that's, I tell you that to me, just having something to focus on, because we have so much thrown at us every day when we're looking on social media and we're scrolling through, you know, Instagram or Facebook. And we're also getting those text messages and the phone calls and all those interruptions. And so, you know, it really does help to be able to know that 
uh, there's there's certain fundamental pillars you can focus on that are based in science and that's kind of what i wanted to you know i wanted to talk to you about a couple of things because we have so much we could talk about but um one is just is just how do we one of the big challenges that i've seen with with myself and coaching others is just being able to do the things that a lot of us you know we know what we need to do but we don't do it for some reason and you know i didn't grow i, I really respect the military you know that whole discipline piece now yeah. i understand that i'm like how important that is to make your bed first thing in the morning and plan your day and have a good morning routine and all of those things and yeah. what that does for you giving you kind of like this you know gives you freedom but it's yeah. hard to do it's hard yeah. to do right and in in real estate world we a lot of times we we uh we know what we need to do as far as making our phone calls or writing our personal notes or uh, going out and maybe, you know, on a, on a tour to see homes and learn more about the marketplace or whatever it is. But, you know, we just don't do what we know we need to do. And this seems to be like one of the big challenges that we have. And so and I know, I know in your world with, with new skills, same, same. They coaching who have their own businesses because they're going from a structure to working for yourself. And I think one of the things that is coming to me as you're speaking is, you know, Brendan always talks about, you have to remember as a human that you're like a power plant. You don't have energy for your dream. You have to generate that energy and you don't have motivation naturally every day. You have to generate the motivation for your dream. You don't have inspiration every moment. You have to generate it. And whenever I say that to people, it kind of opens their mind because the people always think what's wrong with me that I don't feel like doing it or I can't seem to focus. And I'm like, you have to understand when you're working for yourself, you've got to generate the desire and then you have to generate the places because when you're in that inspired place, um, there's a clarity that comes with that. And I know you've seen that multiple times when you've designed certain things that when you're inspired, but I think people forget you've got to generate what your dream needs. You've got to generate and what does that mean you're going to surround yourself with? So last night by my fire pit, I had some women that were here um, that I've been coaching. And one of the things that I said to them is I can tell by the places that you're struggling, that your morning routines are definitely not in place. And they all looked at me and they're like, how do you know? I said, because I can tell where you're struggling that the bottom line is you haven't realized that you're going on your day by how you woke up. Mm. And um, and that's not enough when you really want clarity and when you really want to progress you have to really fuel very specifically like a high performance car. You have certain fuel. It's not just whatever you dreamt last night, and whatever you woke with up with this morning. It's got to be very specific. So they looked at me like, how did you know? And I said, I know because where you're struggling, I can yeah. tell mm -hmm. you're not fueling yourself. Absolutely. So, so when you look at that, because you're right, it's, it's, you, you have to get this fire in yeah. you, this, to this purpose, which, leads to as you get that momentum and you start to get some successes and then it, it starts to build momentum um and and that is is very makes you feel alive right when you're able to yeah. do that like but but for those people who are listening to this like if you don't have that and you're like how do i generate the energy i just don't feel like it like i wake up in the morning and it's really hard for me to get out of bed and go exercise or listen to my daily fire or, you know, write my plan down or work on my high performance plan or like, what do you tell people? 
Well, what's interesting about both your area of real estate and the area that I work with where people are going from a job to starting their own businesses themselves is I think people underestimate the, um, the mastery required to run yourself. You know, I love your tagline, run your business like a business. I find that's really interesting that we don't realize how much of, the, of our ability to perform has been based on outside guardrails. You know, be here at this time, leave at this time. And if you don't do this in the next six months or the next year, you will be fired. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, it's not. So the difference between when you go off on your own to realize I don't really have personal mastery. And you don't know that if you've always been working in a structure that when you go off, I think a lot of realtors are the same. They start and it looks like easy money. It looks like fast money. But the real excellence, the reason why there are so many who jump in both of our industries and jump out is equally as quickly right. <laughs> is because right. they, under, they underestimate the personal mastery required to have the initiative to support yourself in a way that brings out your own excellence. Right. That's the place. And once people get that, so when, when I talk about accountability to people, you know, I'm not, when I'm working with them, I'm like, I don't want you to be accountable to me, but I do want you to share it with me, but you're not accountable to me because it's about you becoming conscious of your daily stuff. You're not, your mind needs to connect stuff. So I want you to be accountable to you. I want you to share it with someone who can help you interpret your results because you're likely to interpret failure where I would interpret that your willingness to develop this skill. But um, I think that that personal mastery and that accountability to what does it really take? And I'm wondering in real estate, do you find that same thing with the people you coach? Did they understand that it was a rude awakening because you thought I'd be good at this when you jump in? And then within three to six months, you're going, wow, I don't know if I can do it. Right. Well, that's absolutely true. I mean, only two people out of every 10 that get their real estate license are still in the business after two, 10 years. I mean, two years, I'm sorry, two years. Which okay, is so that's very similar statistics to what we say, two out of 10, very yeah. similar. And so this isn't about your industry then. I would say this is about what it means when you jump out on your own to, are you willing to um, take on that game of self-mastery? <laughs> right. Well, and that's really that's really at the core of it, isn't it? Because we a lot of people in real estate, you know, they'll they'll get into the business because they like interior design or they see it as kind of easy money. You know, like wow, that that person just got that listing and they just made you know thirty thousand dollars or whatever, and they don't see all that work behind it and all of the knowledge that you need and the skills that you need to to be really be successful. And and the median age of a realtor is fifty two years old. So, which is interesting. And so they're getting into it, you know, second, third careers, which I'm sure is, is maybe a little bit like new skin because, you know, you said that I think 28 to mid thirties, a lot of these. Right. It used to be that way that people would go a certain amount in their career and then decide I want to own my, uh, my, my time a little bit more and my income. Now, a lot of the younger uh, generation that really runs in the social media cycle. So that, that median age now has gone younger now that social media is where a lot of people are building their voice and their brand. It's quite yeah. fascinating. Yeah. yeah. But what, one of the things that's interesting to me about um, this self-mastery side of things is uh, for a lot of people, I think this last couple of years has awakened for a lot of my clients it's awakened a stirring on their spirit side that they're not sure of. Because it's interesting when you're in the world where your intellect runs and everything works according to your intellect. That's a very interesting world that you can control. Yeah. But when you start going off to build something on your own, you start having to collaborate with this creative side of yourself, which doesn't run so um, 
uh, linearly. <laughs> yes, right. And it, it requires different fuel. And, and so to have to fuel both your creative side and your discipline side, because they're both needed. And I find that people usually do one or the other. So we always joke around about, you got to keep both oars in the water. You got to be, you know, developing your, uh, your disciplines and your skills and your numbers, but you've also got to develop your mind and you've got to develop your understanding of what it means to be a creative being. And if you only use one, your work or, you know, you're going to go around in circles. <laughs> Right. And then a lot of people go, okay, now I'm going to develop myself. I'm going to go into personal growth and they just use this sword. I'm like, no, it's not one or the other. Right. You know, you got to keep them both going. Otherwise, you just go in circles. And that's why people, I think, often give up. They don't realize it's not one or the other. And I always try and say in your job, could you imagine saying to your boss, keep paying me, but I'm going to be doing personal growth for the next year. I'm like, no, that, you should be laughing at this point because there's no way you would do that. Right. But in your own business, a lot of people go back and forth not realizing that the real learning is in trying to do both at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's where mind starts to connect and go, okay, um, again, you're responsible for the energy of everything and generating that. And you're also responsible for executing. Yes. And I think, I think that's where I got to in my point in my career in real estate, where this merging of life coaching and business coaching, because it was exactly that it was, you know, I got my business over here and I'm working on my processes and my listing presentations and my scripts and you know I'm selling homes and yet there's my life over here which is why I'm working in the first place and you have this you know this this connection and it's it's that that's what I got mostly interested in is like how can we create that to give people some framework around how to run their businesses better, but and then also how to run their lives better. And the two overlap really actually very nicely. They're, they're, it's very similar approach and learning about the high performance pillars and, you know, traction and kind of being involved with and, and, and being a, a student really of, of uh, strategic coach, which is out of Toronto. You know, I, I just find it fascinating. Like that's the area that I got really intrigued with is like, how yeah. do you, how do you do that? And then that that personal development piece, just understanding that that that's work that just never ends. You're always yeah. learning. Like I feel like I'm just always having a fire hose, you know, where I'm just bringing in information and, and trying to process it of my own experiences, yeah. uh, you know, from real estate and everything that I'm experiencing daily. And to me, well, I know your clients. Yeah, I know your clients have really appreciated the light bulb that you've been able to install fire in them to add these additional insights that elevate, like you said, it levels up both your ability to perform personally and professionally, but there are certain things internally that really, and you've been amazing at that. Your group coaching people have given you such feedback about how much that's meant to them. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. It's a uh, peeling back uh, uh, the, the layers of the onion, right? And you get getting asked those right questions of you know, how to improve your business and how to improve your life and getting people, yeah. I think just pausing to have people think about, you know, what it is that they can do. Because a lot of times we're just so, you know, we're just so used to, we wake up and we write our to-do list down and we're just off to the races. And it feels like our lives are just so busy that we can't fit anything else in. And, yeah. um, and then of course, add another, you know, two or three hours of social media on that. And now you really can't fit anything, <laughs> fit anything else in, but what do you, what do you, um, you know, how do you approach 
when you're coaching people through with new skin, maybe you have a, new people or groups that have been in the business for a while, like how do you approach working with them when they're feeling like, you know, stuck? Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's probably the big question. And I just got back from doing a tour in Europe, working with um, independent uh, business owners all over. And that was uh, this last couple of years. I think a lot of people have felt that there's, there's a doubt. There's been a distance. There's been a disconnection. As you mentioned, you wrote me that last night that people have felt. And I think it's going back to hit that, that, that internal space of what do you really want at this point in your life? Like take a deep breath and what would you really like life to look like right now? Tell me. And then let's go and talk about what moves that needle ahead. Not what's busy, not what's, you know, not, not all the to do's, but let's look at what's important to you now. And a lot of it for people, when I first start working with them is what, what's it time to let go of? Like you might've picked up a whole bunch of responsibilities in your life from, from personal to professional to just choices that you made where you're afraid to let go to disappoint people. But I try and ask, what do you want right now? And then let's look at what's in line with where you're going now. What do you need to let go of? Cause it's not about getting more time. It's about being willing to say this no longer fits almost like a, um, like a garage sale. I've said to people, look at your time and say, you know what? Sometimes you let go of certain things to say, someone else will love this. I'm ready to let go. I'm going to get cash back. And then I can reinvest that in something that I want today. I'm like, think about your time like that. Go have a garage sale with your time. This is no longer a space that I should be spending time. Let someone else take that over. Something that maybe you did all the time, but the, the, the willingness to really look, what do you want now? And what's in line with that today? People are afraid to stop to look at that. And once they do it, it's, it's pretty much right there. Once you right. start asking that, it's there. But then the willingness, especially for women, I don't know if it's the same for, for men, but the fear to disappoint people. If I tell you I'm no longer going to be involved in this, you're going to, you know, women are afraid to disappoint. Right. I always tell people that in general, people are more apt to disappear rather than disappoint. People always wonder why do realtors disappear? Why do network marketers disappear? Why do people quit almost everything within two weeks to three weeks after starting it? Number one, their habits don't support where they're going, you know, because you have your habits, but people would rather disappear rather than disappoint. Mm-hmm. And um, becoming in touch with what you're not good at for where you're going is an important part of getting there. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, that, it's that learning curve from unconscious incompetence to conscious incompetence. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what I don't know to, oh my gosh, I'm aware of what I don't know in this new area. And right. people think about that as a failure. And I'm like, no, that's the, you won't want to learn it until you know you don't know it. So you go from unconscious incompetence, which is joyful, you don't know what you don't know, to, oh my gosh, I realize now all that I do not know, to then having conscious competence. I got to really focus on this. Right. And that's where people, I think, get lost, is from conscious incompetence, oh my God, can I really do this? I suck um, at this particular skill or whatever, to going to conscious competence. Are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to be bad enough for long enough to get good? And who do you surround yourself with? And I think this is what you and I loved about mm-hmm. before us. Yeah. Who do I surround myself with so I don't give up on myself? And I think I, that's an area that people don't, don't do. They don't surround themselves with people who have, who are like you, top performer in real estate. Let me be around me as much as I can so that he can say that's part of the process. Keep going. Don't be eight out of 10, be the two out of 10. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You have to have that, that feedback from people and that encouragement from people yeah. and the people to say, Hey, you know, maybe this, 
maybe you should think about this in a different way, right? And yeah. you said, and just that for the last few minutes, what you were talking about was so important, I think, and it's such a, you know, getting this clarity, which is one of the, is the first pillar of high performance, but that's a lot of work to work on that, right? But as you get those, as you gain more clarity, and, and this is the big thing, and I find with myself, I'm, I'm this way too, I'm always asking myself, do I really know what I want? Can I see it? Can I feel it? Can I, and a lot of times it's kind of blurry out there. So I'm always searching for this, can I get more clear on where it is that I wanna go? And I was, I just had this yesterday. I was out, out golfing with a friend of mine and he's in the mortgage business and, you know, he's feeling pretty down because his, his business is at a, at a low, you know, obviously not people aren't as applying, uh, applying for these loans as much. And, um, and I just said, you know, do you, do you know where you want to go? Like, do you have a, 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 you know, a clear vision of where you want to be in say six months, a year, or what you really want? And I think he really had to sit and ponder. He actually didn't like the question that much because I think it brought up some things like, hey, maybe I'm not as clear as I think I am yeah. right now. And well, that's what even, I'll tell you what a lawyer friend of mine said years ago. He said, until I had an option, I couldn't let myself even look at whether or not I liked what I was doing. Until I had another option, he said, because if I gave myself, I mean, answered that question, Nate, mm. and part of it is I don't even like what I'm doing. I couldn't let myself see that until I knew there was an option. So I didn't even want to ponder the question because in order for me to go back to work every day and keep doing what I was doing, mm. I couldn't ask myself, do I really like what I'm doing until there was an alternative? And I thought that was so powerful when he said that. He said, I, I couldn't look at it. The minute there was an alternative, I was able to start looking and going, I don't like what I'm doing, then I could, I, then I could answer that very um, profound question, which is where do you want to be a year from today? And the answer for many people is not doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. Right. Not, and don't. not doing what I'm doing now. And yet it takes work to come up with, with the alternative. You got to yeah. start, you got to take action to start thinking, okay, well, what can I do? What, what do I really want to do? And so one of the things that I, uh, I know I guided my entire career up until I was 38 by what do I think I'd be good at? And I hope this helps somebody today yeah, um, because that question limited what I looked at uh, in my life. What do I think I'd be good at? Okay, I think I'd be good at this. I think I'd be good at that. At 38, I started asking, what do I want to be good at? And who do I need to get next to to get good at it? Instead of what do I think I'm good at today? And it led to a completely different career and it actually led to my gifts. Mm. Asking that question versus what am I already good at and what what do I think I can do versus what do I want to get good at and yes. who do I get next to get good at that? I think that's a, a great point, an absolute great point. You know, and, and in real estate terms, it's like, okay, well, if I want to, you know, what am I good at? And then how do I find get people around me that can level me up, you know, keep bringing up. I mean, I think that's what you did when you asked, what do I want to add to this where business coaching meets personal coaching? And you went to the top of high performance coaching and got certified. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you know, so that's exactly what you did. You said, what do I want to get good at? I want to be in this juicy space between personal coaching and business coaching where, right. where all this juicy stuff gets looked at. And you went to the top and said, okay, here's who I need to be next to to get good at. And then you continued relationships in order to get really good. And uh, if you guys are thinking about this, 
and you have access to Nate because I know his schedule is booked a lot, but I would interview with him because I know you're selecting now where your time goes and who is really ready to enter in to the, to the process of that. So um, if you guys are thinking about that, I'd get with Nate and interview with him and see if you can have time with him to coach. Yeah. Well, thanks for, yeah, it's true. I mean, that's, I, that's what I'm most interested in doing is bringing that part of, which is what's different about the coaching that we're doing is bringing that, that component, that life piece to, because yeah. a lot of people can coach on business and how to improve sales, but this whole life integration and, um, you know, and, and just leveling up your game, yeah. it's just like a whole new world that opened up to me when I got into the high performance coaching and just learning about those pillars and really, and testing them too. You know, I didn't go in there and just like take everything at face value and just say, yeah, that was, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to buy into that. I are really questioning like, okay, is that, is clarity something that I really need to work on? You know, yeah. Is my energy something I really need to work on? Is how, how can I be better with people in, in yeah. the influence pillar? And how can I be better with, how can I tap into my purpose or my why at a deeper level to fuel me through all of right. the work that I know I need to do <laughs> that I, and, and the skills I need to learn that I know are going to take some time? And, yeah. and how can I, how can I challenge myself? How can I be more courageous to, um, do things that I wouldn't necessarily have considered before. You know, those I think every year that you and I recertified, you have a greater appreciation for why those six pillars mm. are what they are. And the other thing I'd like to say to anybody who's listening is it doesn't have to be as hard as uh, we make it. There's worthy work and then there's wasted work. Right. <laughs> Part of it is how can somebody help me focus on the worthy work? You know, I want to work hard at things that are worthy to work hard at, but I don't want to work hard in places that are just draining and aren't going to help me. And I think that that's where high performance and being next to somebody like uh, you or me allows people to just say, Hey, that's a lot of times I'll say to people, that's not worth, that's not worthy work. You know, that'll just wear you out for no particular purpose. And so you want to look at the places where you can get real traction, which I know is a hot topic of what you're writing on for yeah. people. Where's the traction? Not where's just the work, but where do you actually, because that's where the energy starts to build. Where you get sure. Yeah, you, you get, you feel more on purpose and it makes you come alive, you know, because a lot of people that I work with are comfortable with where they're at, but then they need to tap into that, that higher level of energy and it, it really is that way you know so it's it, it's fascinating to see that well i love those three places in life that uh you know uh high performance as you look at are you feeling caged are there places in your life where you're feeling more like uh hopeless or like you know just worn out and then there's the comfortable place which is interesting because you're super comfortable but you're bored and you're and there's part of you that's kind of restless. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and as soon as you say that for people who are in that comfortable place, they know exactly what you're talking about because there's something in your spirit that always wants to be challenged, always wants to be growing. So although you're comfortable, there's that space and there's something inside of you that's going, there's got to be more. Right. So if you're in that space where you're comfortable, but there's part of you that's going, there's got to be more, um, you know, I would say, you know, as, as Oprah says, listen while it's a whisper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, then there's the then there's the uh, you know the high performance place that place that's really energized and that's a that's the creative space mm -hmm. and um, it's easy especially after the last couple of years I think one of the things about separating people is that it got a lot of people more out of touch 
with where that inspired place happens, which is together. Yeah, for sure. That collaboration in some way, shape or form partnership in some way, shape or form, you never level up. You never level up alone. No. And I think that that's, that's, there's a couple main things that I really wanted to touch on in in this interview. And that, and that's one of them is, you know, how, you know, just leveling up and creating relationships with people that are going to bring you up. And then also I wanted to touch on this other subject and just get your thoughts on this, because I think a lot of what we're talking about, um, you know, the work that you have to put in personal development, you know, learning about where, where you can focus to improve your life, whether it's getting more clarity or whether it's, you know, working on relationships um, or working on courage. And, and I just would, this, this concept of, uh, uh, just really resonated with me of curiosity, you know, being curious about, mm-hmm. and it's a change of mindset, right? Because a lot of times we, th- we want to do things perfectly and we, we are also, and some people call it growth mindset, which mm-hmm. I like, I like the term growth mindset. Um, mm-hmm. But, I, but I really like the term curiosity, being curious, you know, uh, of and almost like you're standing outside of yourself and saying, Okay, well, why is why am I doing this? Like, why am I self sabotaging myself, or why am I, you know, why do I have a problem getting up and having a better morning routine, or maybe it's you have, you know, a, a poor evening routine, or maybe it's nutrition, or you know, why and and why is that? And so, yeah. what are your what are your thoughts on that? Like, how do you talk to people about that type of mindset? That's funny because that came up while we were in Europe when I was in the South of France. And, um, you know, I, I let them ask me, you know, what is it that you guys want to chat about today? And then we took the next four or five hours with some breaks and we really went into some fun, deep places. But one of the things that I said is, look, guys, results don't lie. They reveal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Results don't lie. They reveal. And you don't want to get mad. You want to get curious. Okay. So when you're looking at your results and you're saying, I'm not getting what I want, you know, um, that's a revealing moment. And if you don't get mad, which a lot of people do, they get mad at themselves, mad at results, mad at whatever, easy to quit, easy to be frustrated. And a lot of that is just, you know, habit, because I don't think we've really, no matter how old you are, whether you're young or whether you're older, it doesn't matter. We have such a mismatch between what excellence requires and what disciplines and just, um, uh, you know, sewing, you really need to do into yourself to bring that out. People are, you know, there's a mismatch. <laughs> yeah. I want it. I want it quick. Why we say to people, you've got to be willing to be bad enough for long enough to get good. And a really shy man said this to me when I started my business, I said, how did you do it? Because he was super shy. He said, I wasn't suited to be good at a people business at all. And he said, but I knew if I could do in five years, what I couldn't do in 40, it was worth it to try and get good. And he said, and I never forgot it, Artemis, I had to be willing to be bad enough for long enough to get good. And I said, Steve, thank you so much. I've never forgotten. And I always taught that, you know, but yeah. results don't lie. They reveal. And if you're willing to get curious instead of mad, you can have some of the most insightful moments because usually it doesn't have to be difficult. Um, it doesn't have to be difficult once you have the clarity. Yeah. That's the thing for me. You're, you're inspired the moment you have clarity. Yeah. It doesn't matter how hard what you're about to do is. If you have clarity about it, you're inspired to do it. If you don't have clarity about it, you want to keep putting it off. Right. And so 
those courageous conversations with yourself and with others, you know, to really go in the direction of what you really, really want during this time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think it, 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 uh, it changes the game, doesn't it? Does I mean, it game. changes, like, because a lot of us are focused on, well, when I sell this many houses or I make this much money or I, but when you, when you change the game and you say, gosh, I'm going to be, you know, I, I, I want My goal was 20 houses and I only sold 15, you know, being curious. Okay. Well, why, why is that? Like what happened? You're, you're gamifying it in a way, but you're, and you're being curious, but your six, like your success isn't dependent. Like you're not grading yourself out on the fact you didn't, didn't achieve the 20. You're measuring this progress that you've made and then being curious about the gap. Right. 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 It's, uh, it's interesting to, um, to ask those kinds of questions for yourself. So again, last night by the fire pit, you know, one of the things that I said is it's easy to live your month or your week or your day forward. But one of the things that's really uh, important is you have to go backwards from where do you want to end it? Where do you want to end up? Because without a clarity about where I want to end up, I actually don't pace myself well. And I think this is one of the key things that people don't realize is if you know where you want to go at the end and not just, you know, pacing it out 20 houses, but to be able to say, what does that mean each day? And for people to be more excited about what they sow, Mm -hmm. uh, because it's the sowing that ends up allowing that to happen. And a lot of people judge if I don't get the answer I want from the household homeowner or from the customer, then I didn't do a good job. And I said to people, you've got to allow what you do, which is your sewing, to be something that you separate what the gift you give and what people do with your gift. If you don't separate the sewing you do, the gift you give, the offer, the opportunity, the possibility, if you don't separate that and be proud that you sewed this and separate it from what they do in response, your nose will will, will uninspire you to sew. So you have to really separate, I'm sewing this and then I did a great job. And then what did they do with it? And am I talking to the right people? But if you don't separate that, I find that people won't have the endurance to yeah. sew. That's, know, such, like, a, that's it, such a good point. I think that happens a lot in, in our, our line of work with the people that we work with. And, and I recognize yeah. it in my own past too. And, I, I'm, and it still happens to me today, but I'm still trying to, I'm just getting better and I'm getting more curious about, okay, how do I, how can I learn more about that? How can I learn more about myself? And, you know, um, Actually, what's my, my, it, somebody said to me one time, um, you know, it's not what we, uh, what other people say to us that actually affects us. It's what we say to ourselves as a result of what they said. Yeah. Okay. So it's not that somebody said, no, it's what did I say to myself after they said no, when I said, well, I didn't do a good job versus, you know, no is actually a perfectly fine answer. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so uh, it's very interesting to start to, to really, like you said, get mm-hmm. curious not about even the messages that are happening, but what's the conversation I'm having with myself and how do I shift that conversation so that I can serve at a higher level and really give what I want to give rather than giving what I don't want to give because it's safe and because I can control the result. So I stopped giving what I really want to give. And that might be in your personal relationships. That could be with your kids. This could be with your spouse, your lover. This could be in your business relationships. It could be with your clients. Right. Am I giving what I really want to give or am I giving less than what I want to give because I can control the outcome? Right. Exactly. 
Yeah, that's such a such a good point. Well, I know that uh, we've been we've been talking for a while. I want to end on this one one piece because last week when we were talking and it really hit home with me, and I, I realized that wow, I learned something incredibly important today. And along the lines of this, you know, on coaching, you know, when people think about coaching, um, a lot of times they think about getting taught something or this coach is going to teach me a recipe, uh, and and you know, I, I don't, a lot of people have throw up these barriers to being open for coaching. Maybe it's, they think initially it's cost. Oh, I can't afford that. Or, or maybe, you know, they don't have the discipline or don't feel like they can fit it into their day or whatever. But talk to me a little bit about like what our conversation was last week on this, what the role of a coach really is. Yes. So this was, this was fun. And it's one of the things that kind of changes that conversation, but I, um, I try to share with people, first of all, you know, your coach is just your guide and your actions are your teacher. And the reason why I try to share that with people is because without action, the coach has very little that they can say. It's not that they can't keep giving you more understanding or more things that they can say, but it won't rest on something that means anything to you. It'll go up, it'll go into your head instead of into your heart. So your actions are your teacher your coach is your guide, the more action you take, the more your coach can reveal. The more action you take, the more co- your coach can reveal. Your coach can reveal very little without action. The conversation gets rather stale and you may not realize it, but the coach knows. I can't say anything more. It's almost like it's very real in sports. I can't teach you the next level of skill until this level of balance and this level of skill is experienced. Now that you have that strength, I can now teach you this trick. Now we can do this with, but in it's the same in, in business. So I try and say to people, listen, I'm just your guide. Your, right. your actions are your teacher. So without action and without accountability, and I often say to people, because they don't like the word accountability, people are scared of that because normally it's a judgment. And I'm like, I'm not talking about judgment, like you're going to get fired because this is your business. You're the owner. So nobody's going to fire you out of your business. It's yours. Right. But right. the bottom line to accountability is if you're not looking at what you're doing, again, I can share with you what I see as a person who's more experienced, but if you're not looking, there's nothing I can teach you. And so um, I want you to be curious about you going back to your word curious. Yeah. And so I, used, I got to the point after two years of experience of saying to people, I, w- I can't work with you. Not that I wouldn't like to, but I can't work with you or take you on unless you're willing to be accountable daily to yourself because if you're not interested in you there's no way i could be interested in you it's not that i wouldn't like to it's that people often hire a coach to have the answer and uh your coach has the guide and then your co- coach can give more and more and pour into you the more action you take because there's more discovery that you're bringing to the coach where the coach can go ah you know now i see that you've got this so now we can discuss that And it's a different relationship than people expect. And I think it's one of those things where I know I've gone through this, even with people I've hired, there is a desire not to disappoint. And when you run into those walls and when you don't know why you're not doing what you know to do, (laughs) you you don't want to go, I want you to hire a coach that you don't want to disappoint, right? I I want you to hire somebody you don't want to disappoint, but then I want you to realize the relationship isn't about being disappointed. You really want to bring your underbelly to the coach to go, okay, I don't, uh, you know, here's where I'm getting stuck. And then to, to go back into the high performance skills, what are the courageous questions? What's the conversation going on here? Let's look at your clarity. Let's look at what's happening behind the scenes here. Yeah, right. Uh, 
So it's, it's interesting because you don't, you want to hire somebody that you don't want to disappoint, but then you have to catch yourself not hiding from your own coach. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And being that, that vulnerability. And I, I've noticed just now having coach being, you know, on the high performance side for a couple of years now, it's just how, how tight those relationships get, like how, it, and it's, it's the difference between, you know, average or underperformance to true greatness and aliveness and, um, you know, charged being charged. Right. And that's the charged life. Yeah, that, that's it. And it's just, it, it's really interesting to see that come out and something that, you know, I know if, if people who are listening out there in our audience have been wondering about coaching, this, this is a great podcast to listen to because they get a kind of a preview of how our conversations go and the kinds of topics that we talk about and, and, and how we get people into that high performance state from maybe that state that they're feeling just not, you know, not enthusiastic about, or they don't feel like they're being their best self. And that's I think, that's a, I think anytime you're a parent, uh, so you're going to relate to this. I'm sure some of your audience does, you know, anytime, whatever part of your life you're looking at gets whittled down to the to-dos of it, it loses all of its inspired place. And it's very easy over time to not be challenging yourself to stay in that charged place. I said, listen, if you took parenting and you just dialed it back to, it's about changing diapers and it's about, um, you know, crying children and it's about doing the laundry. There'd be no parent and lack of sleep. There'd be nobody who would have children. Right. But the larger picture of the relationship that you're developing and what you're going to enjoy as you go through those stages that allows you to do that. So I said, there's a lot of things that are like that. You can't dial it back to just what the to-dos are, or you take all of the reason why you would really sow excellence into it. And it doesn't matter whether you're talking about your work life, your marriage, relationship with your kids, um, purpose, and being able to really um, ask yourself, what is what I really want? Not what do I think can happen? Because once you think the relationship won't ever get there, you won't uh, work at it and asking the quality questions that you need to. Once the work life that you're doing, you won't ask the question, you know, do I still love what I'm doing or have I just stopped loving the way I'm doing it? And those are two different things. Sometimes I don't love what I'm doing. Sometimes I love what I'm doing, but I've stopped doing it in a way that I love. Right. And, um, you know, getting together with somebody who can pull out your best, I would say for all of us, not realizing um, you don't pull out your best and you're worth investing in to have someone help you bring out your greatness. Absolutely. Well, Artemis, I, I want to, you've, you've helped bring out, you know, continue to bring out my, uh, I guess, pursuit of greatness and, and improvement. And, you know, I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you for being on the show today, just to talk through some of these really important, you know, personal development is one of those things that's just, it's ongoing, like I said, and it's something that we, um, you know, when we can move that to focus on our, on ourselves and then also how that integrates with our business, like it can be super, super powerful. So it's well, your passion and what you've developed in this last couple of years in yourself and um, the excellence that you bring and the gifting that you bring. Um, you are an amazing man to have been able to watch this last couple of years to mastermind with. And I know your clients are super lucky. And like I said, if you're thinking about stuff, I would get in touch with Nate while his, um, his, uh, his calendar still has some openings because he's an incredible man to, to work with. Nate, you're a gem. You are too. Thanks, Artemis. Appreciate Thank you. you. Okay. Thank you.